I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Back to the program, I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 34. Grateful to you for joining us today. Let me, while I've got you here, invite you to download an app. It's the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. We're going to have a few guests in and out of the studio today. Uh, would love to invite you to see uh, what goes on here in this radio station. It's kind of a, a neat place. I take it for granted. I've been here now for a, a little while, but it, it really is pretty cool. Radio stations are neat looking. We've got all this technology. The microphones are cool and a little bit intimidating. If I'm honest, uh, there's cool monitors everywhere. and cl- It's a neat thing to see. Uh, so if you have a moment, check it out at the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. Also, I've got right here in my hand my brand new business card. It's official. Only took 34 episodes. Uh, but I've got it holding it up there if you're looking. Uh, it has my name on there. Calls me a talk show host. That's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, I'm proud of that. And I'm going to add it to my collection. This is now my third business card that's been issued me here at KSL. The first one was as a producer for the Doug Wright Show. And then... There was a period of time uh, after I was producer for Doug's show that I was a reporter. So I have one uh, that identifies me as a producer, a reporter, and now a host. Very proud of that progression and proud of this station. And grateful for them, uh, to them rather, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, You might hear that in my voice. I'm a little congested today. Uh, Sad deal. So yesterday, I woke up with a sore throat, and I've got that new baby. You know Piper? She's adorable and delicate, and her immune system is still growing. And so we are on high alert, especially this time of year. And so the plan was made between me and my wife early yesterday that as I started the day kind of congested with a scratchy throat, uh, that I'd make my way out to the doctor after after the show yesterday. They would uh, put a, a little cotton swab wherever you have to put a cotton swab to collect the appropriate sample and do some testing. And it turns out uh, I, I, I don't have the flu. That's great. I got a flu shot this year, and I don't have, uh, I don't have that RSV that gets the baby into some trouble, uh, but I've got some kind of cold, and so the advice from the doctor yesterday was, you know, maybe you don't handle the baby, and uh, maybe just keep your distance until your symptoms abate, and so last night, just think of how depressing this is. Last night, we've got uh, this guest room over at the house, and uh, and so last night, instead of uh, sharing the bedroom with uh, my beautiful wife and brand new baby Piper, <laughs> Lee was over in the guest room all by himself, watching YouTube videos until he fell asleep. Uh, so that's the woe is me uh, report for today. Let's move on to the impeachment. 
You heard me speaking in the last segment with Natalie Andrews, uh, a former colleague here at KSL. She's now working for the Wall Street Journal. I do an outstanding work, and I'm grateful to her for joining us periodically. And uh, it's looking like I thought I thought that today would be our last conversation because I thought that today would be the last day of these impeachment proceedings. Uh, there was some back and forth in the overnight and early this morning as to what uh, some of the senators who were on the fence about witnesses uh, would be. And, well, with the announcement coming from... Um, Lisa Murkowski, Senator Murkowski uh, from Alaska, letting us know that she, in fact, would uh, be opposing the witnesses and casting uh, the necessary vote to kill the motion to summon witnesses. In fact, she said, I'll read you what her quote was. She said, we have already degraded this institution for partisan political benefit, and I will not enable those who wish to pull down another. We are sadly at a low point of division in this country. Anyway, so in conjunction with that statement, she also made it known that she would be voting against uh, the motion to summon, <clears throat> excuse me, witnesses. So that question is answered. I, I, I was kind if I'm honest, I don't like uh, complications. I know they're not good for everything, but there was one scenario that was shaping up late last, late last night where if uh, Murkowski had gone the other way, if she had joined with, uh, say, Mitt Romney and the other senator who's also uh, indicating a willingness to vote for witnesses on the Republican side, uh, there was a, a, sh- a scenario where the vote uh, on the question of witnesses would have been 50-50. Now, the rules of the Senate are uh, that for a motion to pass, you have to earn uh, you know, the majority. And in this case, uh, 50-50 does not earn the majority. Now, it's a split, obviously, and so that would certainly, certainly lead to uh, great debate in future uh, and uh, also a footnote in history. But there was one uh, option available to one person in that room in the event of a tie, and that is Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, as the presiding officer over these impeachment proceedings, he is empowered to to break a tie. He is also afforded the flexibility and the freedom to remain silent on the issue and let the uh, the 50-50 vote stand, which would defeat the motion to summon a witness, and that would be that. The, all the predictions were that that would be the choice he would make, but I was anxious to see that actually play out. I was anxious to to learn the verbiage and, and see what it was he said. And if you offered any rationale or justification for remaining silent, but it doesn't look like we're going to have that opportunity to uh, to see that little bit of history play out uh, because of the statement in the new position uh, put forth by Lisa Murkowski. Now, listen, in the in the last segment, I said I was going to talk for a moment about uh, Senator Warren real quick refresher on how this process works they yet they the senators yesterday were had moved into a phase of the impeachment trial where they are able to on these little note cards write down questions and then through their respective party leaders uh, mcconnell or chuck schumer present them to uh, chief justice roberts who would then read them to either the uh, the house managers prosecuting the president or the president's defense team Defending him, obviously. Well, Senator Warren, uh, man, she, when I heard this, when I saw this, well, man, 
So what happened is this. Senator Warren wrote down on a, a card a question uh, asking about the uh, about the reputation of the chief justice. She essentially called, you know what, I'm going to let it speak for itself. Here is that exchange. So what you're about to hear is Senator Warren making it known she would like to present a question uh, through the chief justice. The chief justice will then read it. And then what I want you to pay particular attention to is this pause. There's a pause for about 10 seconds. And I'm not going to interrupt it. I just want you to uh, to listen through it and imagine what's happening in this moment. It is. John Roberts is going to read this question put to him by Senator Warren. He is then, and this is coming from uh, folks who are in the room giving this account, he stares at Senator Warren with a, a, a just shooting daggers. And I've got a, a, a screenshot of that image. I'm about to post it up on my KSL News Radio Facebook page. It's Lee Lonsberry uh, is the page. You can go check that out. And I'll have an image uh, showing Chief Justice Roberts staring down uh, Senator Warren after he reads that question and just before uh, Adam Schiff begins to speak. So here is that. It's just about a minute long. Again, it's Senator Warren presenting a question, John Roberts reading that question, and then staring down uh, the senator. Mr. Chief Justice. Senator from Massachusetts. Mr. Chief Justice, I send a question to the desk. Thank you. The question from Senator Warren is for the House managers. At a time when large majorities of Americans have lost faith in government, Does the fact that the Chief Justice is presiding over an impeachment trial in which Republican senators have thus far refused to allow witnesses or evidence contribute to the loss of legitimacy of the Chief Justice, the Supreme Court, and the Constitution? Senator, I would uh, not say that it contributes. How about that? That's Adam Schiff uh, beginning to respond to uh, the senator's question. But that whole span of time there where you and I just sat in silence uh, just yesterday as that played out, uh, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, Justice John Roberts, uh, sitting and presiding over these impeachment trials, uh, was forced to, by procedure, uh, ask that question, uh, whether or not uh, the reputation and the credibility of the not only the Supreme Court, but specifically the position of chief justice was degraded uh, in, during the course of these proceedings. It's, it's so petty. It's so low. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, kind of machinations and uh, gymnastics uh, and different approaches to uh, how the procedure is used here during these proceedings. And we've seen those uh, we've seen those efforts be used to make political points. And that's expected uh, to a certain degree. But there is a line. There's a line where it uh, goes beyond uh, simply forwarding the position of your party or your position or your ideology to then being uh, petty and mean and mean-spirited and disrespectful to the office which you hold and to the office which you are addressing. And that's what Senator Warren did last night. That's my opinion. You may feel differently. Uh, but the way I saw it and the way I think it ought to be seen is uh, uh, a gross act of disrespect uh, to not only the institution, the document with, which supports it, uh, but the position of the individual, the chief justice of the Supreme Court. 
uh, as he presided over these proceedings. Anyway, I may be wrong. Uh, probably not, though. Uh, you let me know what you think. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, let me know if you think Warren was out of line. Or maybe not. Maybe you've got some kind of good argument as to why she was justified and right in asking that question the way she did it. Uh, I would be anxious to hear about it. Listen, next up, we're going to talk about something happened at West High School. Uh, the principal was let go. We're going to find out why in the next segment here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.